Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Welcome to Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Uh, well, folks, the great... The, we're, Sydney and I find ourselves ensnared in something of a parenting situation yes. currently. One of many. We did a sh- live there, show. There are so many parenting situations. Yeah, this is, a, this is an ongoing situation that we don't know how to ex- extract ourselves from. There was a, We went to the Austin Aquarium during our uh, live shows in the beautiful city of Austin, Texas. We had a lovely time. Lovely time. And there was a mermaid at the aquarium mm-hmm. who, if you gave her a gold coin, would give you a tattoo, a sparkly... Yeah, like a glitter tattoo, mm-hmm. not an actual tattoo. Now, Charlie got one of these and just fell in love with it. She just adored this tattoo. Which, of course, is just... It's glue and glitter on glue her arm. glitter on her arm, but she adored it and couldn't bear the thought of anything happening to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got in the habit of wrapping her arm in saran wrap when she got into the <laughs> bathtub. So our kid's got a dirty arm is what we're saying. Inevitably, <laughs> when swimming time came around, as it warmed up, this tattoo started to be removed. And uh, Sydney's sister, Riley, um, got herself a glitter tattoo kit so we could go over the old tattoo. With a new tattoo. So now our daughter has to, at all times, have at least one, if not two, glitter tattoos on her arms. Yeah. Uh, so we're there's no way out of it, and we can't get rid of it. They, we may just have to... If there's a way to get a permanent sparkle <laughs> glitter tattoo, I don't know about it. And if it's... I don't think it's legal for a two-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. She might not want that shooting star that's pink and purple on her arm for always. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe she will. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, Justin... What else do you know about tattoos? Well, as you probably would guess, not much. I mean, I have a couple, but after I um, took care of them with tattoo goo, I just kind of stopped thinking about them. Right. Well, and you might wonder why I'm talking about tattoos, because what do they have to do with medicine? Nothing. No, that's wrong. Crap. Uh, People have been using tattoos for medicinal benefit for a very long time. Or, well, let me say this. Thinking they have medicinal benefit. Intended for intended medic- for medicinal benefit okay. for a long I've, time. I have never heard of this. I hadn't either. Thank you to everybody who suggested this topic. Uh, Olivia Jordan, Caleb Russ, Cam, Holly, Susan, and Devin, who wrote us an email recently and said, have they ever been used for medicinal benefit tattoos? I'm interested. And I said, well, you know what? I don't know. Let me look into it. And it turns out they have. So this this was exciting for me to learn, too. So first of all, Justin, you probably know how a tattoo is done. Mm, I mean, more I have or a less. basic idea. I don't know why it works, though. So 
basically there are there are needles. I mean, when we think about tattoos, we're talking about now. Justin and I have both gotten tattoos. We went to a tattoo parlor, and there was like a gun, and it had two needles on it, and there was ink involved, and that was kind of the drill. Obviously, there are many other ways of creating tattoos, not using needles and ink throughout history. But basically, you got two needles. There's ink between them. The ink is kind of sucked down into your skin through capillary action as you push it down in. It's like creates a hole in a vacuum and the ink gets sucked down in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your body sends immune cells to try to heal the wound because you've created a wound and remove the foreign invader, okay. the ink. Except all these cells kind of eat up the ink and then just get stuck there in the dermis. Okay. And live there forever. All right. And you got a tattoo. It's a tattoo. That's it. So it's kind of a weird immune response that creates the tattoo. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's really interesting. Now, it is not uh, probably surprising to you to hear that tattoos date back to the, as long as we... Have had things to stick in our skin, exa- pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, humans have been tattooing themselves for all of history and throughout all different cultures for all different reasons in many, many different ways. Like I said, you can use needles, but, you know, sharp sticks and twigs and branches and yes, (laughs) have been used for this purpose. Um, All kinds of different like reeds and things, depending on what was what plants grew in different areas. And then the different kinds of inks have been made from, I mean, carbon based materials and ash and soot and all kinds of different things throughout history. Um, and they're done for many different reasons. The number one reason is probably cosmetic. Because they look cool. They look cool. I mean, Mo- I think so. Most of them look cool. I mean, you could definitely get ones that... That don't. That don't. I'm partial to them. Some people are probably... Don't think they look cool in general. I'm partial to them. I like yeah. tattoos. But generally speaking, humans have liked the look of them. There are also religious reasons, spiritual reasons, uh, rites of passage that are connected to different kinds of tattoos. Uh, But then there's also medicinal reasons. Mm -hmm. So our first evidence of this actually dates back to Otzi the Iceman, who we have talked about briefly on the show before. Mm -hmm. So this he was uh, found in the European Alps in 1991. These remains that date back to 3300 BCE. The weirdest thing, he was fine. That's the weird thing. <laughs> a little a little sneezy, but otherwise uh, not very good with phones and technology, but otherwise uh-huh. like fine. No. He was fine. N- no. No, he was not. Okay. But that's okay. Oh, see, the Iceman was fine. That's the you know the old children's song? Uh-huh. He was fine. Yeah, I love that song. I sing it to Charlie to go to yeah. bed every night. So he was he was examined thoroughly and we found out a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, from examining these remains. But among this, among all of our findings, were tattoos, many of them, but specifically uh, 61 tattoos on the ankles, knees, lower back, and wrist uh, in different patterns. Like there were some rings around his wrist. There was a cross behind one knee. Uh, There were some dots in different places and little lines on his lumbar spine area and his lower back. And they seemed a very specific pattern. So among the many, many different studies that were done on these remains, x-rays of these various locations were done, and probably the rest of them, frankly. And they found evidence of arthritis and like degenerative discs and degenerative bones in these various locations that corresponded with 
these tattoos. So the tattoos were causing arthritis. Huh. No. Well, that's going to no. do it for us here on Sawbones. No, folks. no, that's for... <laughs> no, oh, that's no. not it. No. Okay. No. Many people began to wonder: Could these tattoos have been attempts to relieve the symptoms he was having from the arthritis in those locations? Because you can assume that he probably had some pain there, yeah. some stiffness, symptoms that you get with arthritis. Did he get tattooed to help alleviate that? Was it a thought that maybe this would fix the problem? I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> Well, this is the theory, uh, and it's it was supported by the fact that these tattoos were so dark that it appeared they had been done multiple times. So, like, over a period of, who knows, you know, months, years, whatever, he had had these exact same tattoos repeated multiple times, mm. which you would do for a medical treatment, right? If it, yeah, right. If yeah, it, if it was, if it was if it something that... It, if somehow your medicinal tattoo didn't fix it the first <laughs> didn't time. Didn't fix it the first time. Uh, so that was the beginning of this theory. Like, well, maybe, maybe tattoos have been used medicinally. Um, and as I'll get into in a little more depth, this was supported by the fact as well that a lot of these points coincided with acupuncture points, hmm, ancient okay. Chinese acupuncture points. Uh, not all of them, about 80%, but, but a lot of them did. In 1995, there was a discovery of another body from the Iron Age in Central Asia, and this uh, they also found tattoos near the spine, that same kind of just like dots and lines near the spine, and also behind the ear. And these were thought to be, again, medicinal tattoos corresponding loosely with some acupuncture points to relieve back pain and headaches, was the original, was the thought. Um, we've also found evidence of uh, scarification, so creating like scars in the skin, like thick scars that mm -hmm. would be used to create like a pattern or something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the pelvic region of mummies that were discovered in 1898, and this was thought to be some sort of maybe medical application for like a chronic pelvic infection or pain, chronic pelvic pain, that maybe this was done in an attempt to alleviate whatever was going on Not a underneath. And that wasn't an, a tattoo, maybe necessarily, but like intentional scarring? Yes, intentional okay. scarring. Because you see that a lot. Uh, it's not tattooing, but it's a very similar idea. Mm -hmm. You'll see in some various cultures where scars are created. Uh, there's specifically one, one tribal people that still creates these crocodile scars along their back. And it, it looks like crocodile skin. And it's a very specific, like cuts are made and then river mud has to be rubbed into it and then it gets infected and it and heals in this it heals in this thickened way that looks like crocodile skin hmm. so you see that alongside tattooing in some in some cultures um there's also the what supported this further is there were these uh circles these circular tattoos that were found on the neck of a thousand year old female mummy from peru and what was interesting is that this mummy had multiple tattoos uh, on her body but the tattoos in other locations, one, were more ornamental. They look prettier. Mm -hmm. You know, they look like something you would get for cosmetic reasons. Uh, and they were made from soot or ash, which was most of the tattoos. The, the carbon material that was found in these circular tattoos around the neck was slightly different. Hmm. So, the, so these appeared to be made from a different material, a different ink, and were just these circles. So, so not nearly as ornamental. Like more intentional to try to fix something specific. So that's that's exactly what the, the theory is, that these were more related to probably having to do with neck pain or relaxation or strengthening the neck muscles, something to that effect, um, specifically because while they're not entirely certain what plant 
this may have come from that's still under investigation, some of the theoretical candidates were medicinal plants used, you know, for eating or salves mm. or topical application, that kind of thing at the time. So you'd think if you used a medicinal plant for a tattoo ink, yeah, yeah probably yeah. has a medicinal purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. And the idea that this doesn't just come from nowhere. I mean, where, why would you see tattoos and assume what in the world does that have to do with medicine? Um, people have been attempting some sort of medical tattooing for a long time. And I'll get into there are certain places that that still exists today. But uh, Galen attempted medical tattooing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He saw these white opacities, those white cloudiness of the cornea in some patients. And thought you probably need that out of the way, oh, <laughs> so oh no, Sid, so that you can see better. And so he would actually take like a, a heated stylet and I don't apply. Know what I thought you were gonna say after <laughs> heated that I would have been like, oh, okay, sounds good. And he had like a, an ink that was like either pulverized pomegranate bark that was mixed with a copper salt or some other powdered substances mixed with iron. Super fruit. I mean, yeah. And, <laughs> and he would, and so that would be the kind of the ink and take the heated stylet and then cauterize the surface of the eye. Blinding them. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming this never worked out particularly. No, I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah, that seems so bad, but this wouldn't be, I mean, yes, you're trying to remove but that the... one seems so bad. I mean, like <laughs> you should know that one, Galen. Come on, man. I just think if you don't know, that's a big stretch. A big jump. Yeah. If you don't know. You should know that one, though. Like, <laughs> should I burn it? No, probably not. Well, I mean, these were we probably think? patients with a lot of visual issues anyway, so. So they didn't see. He was like, I'm just going to. It's like when the dentist used to pretend they were counting my teeth when they were really scraping them. It's like, I'm just going to uh, brush your eye with this brush I have. Ah! <laughs> No, I mean, I mean that, you know, I mean, we, this was not the right era, but you see this all throughout medical history. You have a problem. It's bad. I don't understand it. And I certainly don't know how to fix it. Let but whatever I do can't be worse than the problem you already have. Yeah. So I may as well try. What I'm contesting here is, Sydney, this one is defo worse <laughs> than than the what pre-existing condition. This is definitely first do no harm mm. should be uh, but actually, before that, don't burn eyeballs out with super hot styli. Galen should have known the first do no harm thing, you know. Very But I mean, you could say that all throughout medical history. So we won't we won't throw shade just at Galen. I am specifically throwing shade <laughs> at Galen. Get at me, bro. Uh, in the 1800s, there was a German physician named Pauli who used tattooing to cover things From, like uh, Jersey Shore. Love yeah, exactly. Who knew he was into this? You trusted that cat with your medical health, and you, you, that's on you. He would try these uh, medical tattoos to cover. Again, this is this was more of a pseudo cosmetic kind of procedure. I mean, it is medical. It is it is not just cosmetic, but in the sense that patients had these huge congenital moles that had a vascular component to them and might be very large or disfiguring, and the patient would ask, Hey, can you help me? Is there a way to, to reduce this, you know, the way this appears? And he would use certain tattoos, utilize like mercury sulfide and white lead and things like that to try to help with the appearance of the, the congenital lesion. So I don't know. I wouldn't call that purely cosmetic. It's therapeutic cause there is a way that cosmetic and therapeutic, I think can coincide. Okay. I think that's fair to say. 
as an example of that. Uh, there was a, a brief moment in U.S. history when we considered using uh, tattoos, not so much for medicinal purposes as uh, for, I guess, a medical reason. The idea was that everybody should get their blood type tattooed on them. That makes some sense. So our, pop, our population would just be like a giant walking blood bank. Okay. Right. So, not a bad idea, actually. So it, it, was, it was real popular, especially like in the 50s during the Cold War, the thought that if we have this information tattooed on us, we can quickly help people and respond mm -hmm. to whatever bad stuff didn't happen, but we thought might happen. Mm -hmm. But uh, people just didn't like this idea. Mm. I think a lot of people just thought, mm, I don't mm. really want to be forced to get a tattoo and I don't want my personal information. And a lot of doctors were skeptical saying, I don't know. So somebody shows up and instead of asking them and double checking and typing and screening their blood, I'm just going to assume this tattoo is totally fine and use their blood or transfuse them some blood at no. the risk of what if it's wrong? I mean, that's a life threatening interaction. Yeah, no, I got this is a grade I got in school and I was super proud of it. So I just got it tattooed <laughs> on me and it's nothing to do with my blood type. I just well, super, you never know. Super proud. It would have to be regulated. You'd have to have like regulated medical tattoo artists. It would be a whole thing. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Everybody so kind of said, you know what? That sounds nice in theory, but we're not. We're not also going bad there. for vampires. If they have a specific type that they like, you're just turning yourself into a walking billboard. You turn yourself into a juicy juice just walking around. <laughs> Ooh, type O, delicious. My favorite. Thank you for the advertisement. Do vampires have specific blood types they prefer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have. It looks like flavors. It just tastes different. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It's true. Do you know your blood type? No, not off the top of my head, but I don't want a vampire to be able to torture it out of me. <laughs> Mine's A positive, which okay. I remember because I got a lot of A pluses in school. Okay. That is how I remember okay. that. All right. Anyway, that. Going back to some of the tattoos that were done for medicinal reasons, as I alluded to, does the location of the tattoo matter? If you're going to get a tattoo that's supposed to heal you, cure you, the location has to be a part of it, right? Yeah, I assume. That was okay. important. Yes, and I'm going to tell you all about that after we go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that... no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette the palette of a web design artist but you don't have to be a web design artist you could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel the metaphor is broken down basically you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing 
for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk about pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com sawbones 50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, Come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. So as I as I already alluded to, it, it's really interesting that a lot of these medicinal tattoos uh, line up with some Chinese acupuncture points. And if we... If if you tried to draw some straight line through history of this is where we, you know, this was the moment where acupuncture first started and these points were, you know, located as this is the this is where you should put a needle to relieve the pain wherever. And then then you saw it in this part of the world and then you saw it in this part of the world. You wouldn't be able to do that. The theory with this is that that medical tattooing and the idea that there are certain parts of the body that you can put a needle into. And then in this case put the needle in and actually leave ink behind uh, that it arose throughout the world independently, which I always think is fascinating. The idea that multiple cultures, multiple locations in a time where obviously they weren't posting pictures on Instagram <laughs> to check out each other's medicinal tattoos all came up with these similar ideas for relieving pain or whatever. Now I, I say pain because a lot of these have to do with like arthritis and muscle pain and that kind of thing, but there are other ailments that we'll get into that they covered as well so so you see that these these tattoos were thought to be like the same principle as acupuncture except more sustained hmm. like a longer acting okay because then the ink stays there and continues to create the effect that the acupuncture needle can create in that moment okay that makes sense yeah so um you see some examples of this on St. Lawrence Island off the coast of Alaska. They do something called skin stitching, Ooh. which is similar to Sounds tattooing, except unpleasant, yeah. yeah, except like it's skin stitching. There's needle, there's thread, there's ink. 
there you go. Yeah, that sounds so, like it would look cool though when it was done, doesn't it? It does look cool. It does it look we'll cool? get pictures of it. It does look cool. A lot of these things look very cool. Very cool. I don't know that Listen, I'm gonna go get them, but they look an very cool. Salmon's endorsement, but <laughs> they do look cool. Uh, skin stitching is still done, by the way, by very few people. A lot of these different traditions are fading there are very few people who are still practicing it but you can find it if you go to different locations in the world you can find people doing them um, but skin stitching is still done therapeutically especially if it's placed near like a painful joint or a muscle I'm you know i'm always so conflicted when we talk about stuff like this where, where these practices are still happening because on the same on, on one hand i definitely want to be like i want to continue to be uh respectful of like culture and I never know where medicine necessarily fits into that culture, because like on the one hand, it's like, wow, that's a really cool part of your culture. On the other hand, it's like if it's not effective and it doesn't actually work, mm -hmm. like how do you per how do you celebrate that, you know, without sort of. I think I think what you've got it. to remember in this situation, because I, I very much am hoping to share this information because I think it's fascinating. I think, uh, again, if you look at the pictures, some of these tattoos are just amazing. And they are not just, I, I'm not just talking about this to um, kind of slam a medical treatment that I don't think works. I'm certainly not. That's not my purpose at all. Uh, these are part of cultural, spiritual beliefs. These, this is much deeper than just here's the treatment for that ailment. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these things are linked to deeply held, like, religious traditions within this specific culture and that that transcends just a medical treatment mm -hmm. so i think that the people who are getting these tattoos are getting them for a lot of reasons beyond my knee hurts i'm going to go to the doctor and see what they think they go expecting the tattoo they go wanting the tattoo um and i don't think that i didn't find evidence that this is being done in lieu of Sure. Seeking out medical advice. I think that especially now in the modern day, when people have access to medical care, they're probably going to go get it. It's just also part of their culture is they'll get these tattoos. Were there, so, any, were there some other important locations? Yes. So, uh, by the way, by the way, with these uh, tattooers on St. Lawrence Island, you can use things like gunpowder is used oh, wow. for tattoos sometimes. Graphite, urine is is commonly part of the... Mm. you know yeah, part of the ink uh soot seal oil and then you take thread and you take needle and then you put a tattoo near the joint a again the idea is that it works similarly to acupuncture but leaving the pigment behind protects the uh the soul and the body from outside forces mm, okay. so the thought is that evil forces similar acupuncture some of the beliefs of acupuncture is that you can get like evil forces that enter like the mouth well in some of these traditions evil forces were thought to enter through the joints through mm. the limbs and so putting ink at these specific locations would block that entryway it was a very it was like a physical block um and these and these evil spirits were thought to cause ailments you know joint pain rheumatism mm. that kind of thing uh this was especially um important after the death of someone mm. because uh the death of either like a big game animal or a human in the community was thought to bring the possibility of evil shades coming into ah, okay. the body. You could also get tattoos over your sternum for heart problems. You could get uh, marks over each eye for vision issues. And it's important to know too, part of the medicinal benefit of this was thought to be the bleeding. You know, we've talked about before bloodletting as a sure, therapeutic right. 
that was again part of the thought that why this was helpful um again the idea of relieving joint pain we find evidence of this in japan different areas of north america there's also some parts of north america where we've seen um, medicinal tattoos used for tuberculosis heart disease lack of breast milk to help uh, to help someone stimulate the production of more breast milk uh toothaches um there's also some people in in greenland who have used facial tattoos for someone who has had a, a stroke and maybe part of their face is paralyzed a facial tattoo to try to combat the paralysis mm -hmm. um a lot of this a lot of my information on this by the way comes from an anthropologist named lars krutok who has devoted his life to studying this and it's fascinating he has a website that you can check out if you just want to see all the articles he's traveled all over the world he's gotten a lot of these traditional tattoos himself so he studies tattoos from all perspectives not just medicinal but he's done a lot of the original research on medicinal tattoos and the fact that they did exist and they're still practiced today and and he's gotten a lot of very painful tattoos hmm. in his travels um, and he has a, a buddy, Colin Dale in Denmark, who does these medicinal traditional tattoos today, who's been, even though he's not part of these traditions, who has tried to learn and gain that knowledge. And as an experiment, he tattooed the joints of a patient dealing with chronic pain and headaches and snoring and asthma and tinnitus and all kinds of other issues. And, uh, and he used an acupuncturist to help guide him to points that are important in acupuncture. And uh, the tattoos were kind of similar in appearance to the you know ancient tattoos we've talked about like Otzi's and the result according to this one patient so we have an n of one right. we have the this study has one patient in it that he he said yeah my symptoms improved they came back a little bit after a year but uh but yeah they got better well, all right Who then knows? and again the rationale is that it's it's sort of like getting 10 to 15 acupuncture treatments all at once so you get this the effect of 15 acupuncture treatments in one shebang yeah which is yeah i know <laughs> okay we haven't done a show on acupuncture i've got to do more research there yeah. there's some there's some studies i'm okay. not i'm not gonna right. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm just saying that. the idea that like <laughs> like they could just sit you down under a big needle machine and be like well okay and ah, you're done <laughs> good 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 like there's, you should feel great now just get a drive-through going if that's the case i think a lot of these things are interesting i think that like the patient i just gave you an example of it's an interesting concept for things like chronic pain um acupuncture especially i find this very um intriguing and i would like to see more research on it before i come down hard one way or the other but asthma obviously i would have huge issues with i do not believe that you can cure asthma with any of these let's not get off to methods, topic here we gotta so, stay tattoo focused so i you know i i think there's you know there's stuff to talk about so in borneo the cayenne people still put um dots over swollen or painful joints it's actually like you if you like twisted your ankle or you know your knee or something you would go to a specific woman in the village whose job it is to tattoo that joint mm -hmm. and then it'll be better in a week so that's just you can just keep doing it repeatedly Great. for injuries Perfect. um the Kalinga tribe in the Philippines used to tattoo three dots on their necks to prevent goiter. Goiter was a huge problem with these mm -hmm. people. You see that with a lot of different tribal populations, goiter being a big problem, um, lack of access to iodine. Mm. And so they would tattoo these dots on their neck to try to prevent it. Um, now, today, we have other ways to do that, so you don't see it as commonly done, but you can still see people who have that on their neck. Hmm back when they did and uh, uh tattoos were also used 
to increase fertility. So if you had someone who was having difficulty becoming pregnant, you could tattoo them in an attempt to increase their fertility. Huh. Um, today, we do use medicinal tattoos in a sense. I mean, I think you can definitely call them that. So after um, a mastectomy, for instance, if someone has reconstruction done, specifically nipple reconstruction, tattooing is used to create the appearance of the original nipple. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, so, you know, and that can, I mean, that's a huge thing for somebody who, you know, when you talk about the psychological effects of a mastectomy mm -hmm. for some patients, the idea that you could reconstruct and it would, you know, things would look like they did before can be very therapeutic. Sure. So, yeah, so I think well, that, that sense. yeah, I think that that's a, that's a big deal. Um, hiding different like scars from burns. This has been used in like, especially like acid burn victims and things like that to help hide those scars with medical tattooing. Um, or for people who have congenital lesions that they're more concerned about, like big areas of hypopigmented skin or hyperpigmented skin, or like we talked about vascular lesions, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, tattooing has been used for that. Uh, we use tattooing in cancer patients when we're going to do radiation therapy. So, so you may have seen that before, like tattoos on somebody in the locations that we want to focus the radiation. Uh, and the reason for that is that if we have that tattoo permanently on your skin, then every time the radiation oncologist does a treatment, they know exactly where to go. And huh. it minimizes the damage to the surrounding tissues because we, there's no guesswork. Okay, cool. We don't have to relocalize every time that we know sense. right where it goes. And of course, as I mentioned, you could use it for things like blood type. There are people who use it for code status. Meaning? Tattoo something like a DNR, like a do not resuscitate on their arm or leg or wherever um, to communicate if they were unconscious, what their wishes would be. You could... Um, Does put, that work? It is not a legal document. It has been challenged in court and found that it is not, it is not legally binding. So I signed it. With another tattoo, <laughs> and that wouldn't. No. I mean, and maybe this is just a maybe this is just a lag. Maybe this is a culture lag. We yeah. need to get there. But right now, it's not legally binding. But uh, but it would be information you could um, give to family and friends that maybe you're having to make quick decisions. If it's tattooed, As a tattoo, on you. like you get it a tattoo, and be like, hey, everybody, read this and really take it seriously. It took me a long time to get. <laughs> well, you got a tattoo. You got a tattooed on your skin. Yeah, you clearly feel very seriously about I it. I do. I do. Um, other ideas like, uh, what if you have a pacemaker, and people need to know that you, you know, if you're going to get it in like an MRI machine or something, that can be a big deal. So, presence of a pacemaker could be a tattoo. You could get allergies if you have some sort of life threatening allergy that you want people to know about. People get those tattoos, or even like a chronic disease state. Like you see tattoos for things like diabetes or asthma. Um, to inform other people, should you be so ill that you can't communicate that? Same idea as like a bracelet. You know, we've seen like medical alert bracelets and necklaces. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept, just something that's never going to fall off. You're never going to lose. You're never going to decide not to wear. I want to I want to get a tattoo that says doesn't do great with lactose, still drinks it occasionally. <laughs> do you think How do you would... think that would help? I don't know. A okay, so like, get him some milk. And then somebody's like, no, wait, don't. No, actually, okay, no, no, no it's fine. It's fine. Has, how long has it been since he's had any? I don't know, a day or so. Okay, fine. Stop. <laughs> Clear. There are also tattoos done endoscopically, like inside the bowel. Um, if you know, if you go in with a scope and you say like, oh, we need to take this part out, we're going to have to do surgery, you can tattoo exactly where you need to take out. Cool. Um, some cautions about tattoos. M most people probably know this. You can get infections from tattoos if they, it is an open wound. And so if you don't take proper care of it, bacteria can get in there and you can get nasty skin infections. So you got to take 
proper care of them, make sure that whoever's doing the tattoo is using appropriately sterilized and cleaned instruments so that you are not uh, so, you know that you're not exposed to any bloodborne infections because you can get those from needles if if they are not properly um, sterilized and not reused and so on. Mm. Um, healing issues. So that's one thing. If you're going to get a, a tattoo, for instance, some diabetic patients might have problems with healing, okay. and so you want to be careful about where you might get that tattoo. Um, and then some tattoos can burn inside MRI machines. Ah, no, depending on which you. pigments they use some Oofa of them doofa. you can have like a light stinging or burning of your skin when you're in an MRI like that's machine. already so pleasant <laughs> to be in an MRI machine oh 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 that's rough also it's there forever uh, what it's, I mean hold the phone you can get it removed but it's a big deal so it's there so if you're gonna get a tattoo I mean think about it first it yeah. would be my advice but I mean our daughter got a glitter tattoo that is for all intents and purposes permanent that, that is there forever that is there forever so anyway so, this is knows. again this I just think this is fascinating and I'm not I, like like you said Justin I'm not throwing shade at these um at these cultural you know traditions at all I think that they're really interesting to learn about and read about and find out something like this that arose across the globe throughout history independently it's an amazing thing to think about and learn about and and hear about. Um, I am not advocating that when you twist your knee, you go get a tattoo on your knee. I'm advocating you go get checked out by a doctor. Right. Uh, but I think that it's a really cool, it's a really fascinating thing to learn about. Well, thank you so much, Sid, for for presenting this information to me, Justin McElroy, and also other people if they want to listen. That's fine. But I'd be here without the mics, just so you know. Thanks, honey. Um, I would probably do this a little later in the day, though. Just give me time to wake up, you know, get my ducks in a row. It's 11. We're adults. Um, so <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to the Maximum Fun Network for having us as part of their extended podcasting uh, family. Um, we've got a new podcast coming to the network. Um, it is called reading glasses and um it's gonna be out very soon so i hope that you'll you'll check that one out it's about um reading so that's a, a plus if you're into that sort of thing i um, which i am reading yeah um i i think it's it's a great thing to do and uh i think that's gonna do it for us um that, oh that show by the way launching uh june 8th so check it out then and uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. So until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.